Are you ready to do this? This is Autoglim 10 Top Tuesday. Unless I'm very much mistaken, it's Tuesday. And it's Tin Tops. It must be Tin Top Tuesday. Wow, it's Tin Top Tuesday. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> I will never tire of hearing Murray say that, ever. Uh, good evening. Just gone eight o'clock here on a Tuesday evening following uh, a round of the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship. Three races for Thruxton 2. We even saw sunshine. Goodness me. And crowds. That was maybe the best bit. Lots and lots and lots in the crowd. And hopefully lots of the people that were in the crowd are listening tonight. And hopefully you've been taking pictures. And if you have, and you're particularly proud of one, then send it in to us here on Auto Glim Tintop Tuesday. It's such a busy show. Uh, well, there's a reason why there's a busy show. Um, it's normally quite a busy show. Um, but tonight, a little bit busy. I had a horrible dream last night. I mean, it was really a properly horrible dream woke up in panic thinking it was thinking it was real so we got to about hmm, in the dream 10 to 8 I suppose this evening uh, and I realised I hadn't booked any guests two hours in prospect and no guests well I dare say Tingram would have answered the phone if I'd have asked very nicely um, but, but no other guests so therefore I went into overdrive this morning and I'll, I'll book this driver, that driver, that driver, that driver. Uh, right, OK, I haven't got space for that driver. So yes, we've got lots of drivers. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> and thank you so much to all of you that have written in already. It's becoming a, a bit of a regular feature now on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday that you write your thoughts down after the race weekend and send the email in before the show. That's great. That's a really, really good idea because it gives me a chance to, to read them. And then if you've got a question for a specific driver and that driver is coming on, then I can, I can try and pre-plan so that I do ask the question of the driver. So thank you so much to all of you that have already written in. Thank you to everyone that came up at the weekend and, uh, and, and said how much you're enjoying Autoglim Tintop Tuesday. Uh, that makes me feel, uh, honestly, every time somebody says that, it makes me feel really jolly nice inside. Um, and quite a lot of people saying, um, really enjoy the podcast. So loads of you are listening to this, not live, um, but after the event. So, so that's brilliant. I, th I think we've got various different means of of listening to it i don't know i don't have any part of that i i, I let the technical gurus matt jones and his team at uh, create media uh, 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 do all of that wonderful stuff um and uh, I, I know that for sure we're on the btcc app on the uh, on the uh, live audio button as a podcast um and on the btcc.net website as well as listening again but i think it's in various other places as well so um if you are li listening to this post event hello and welcome to our podcast. Uh, we, we also have... Uh, this is um, a, a, a bit of a deviation for us here on Auto Glim Tintop Tuesday. Uh, we have received a video. And sometimes we do receive videos. This is 
relatively normal, but we have groundbreaking scientific proof coming through in the form of a video. More of that coming up a little bit later. How does the championship look after three fantastic BTCC races at Thruxton at the weekend? Ash Sutton is leading, leading the championship, 210 points. Uh, Tom Ingram, second in the championship, 180 points. Uh, Josh Cook, now the... uh, Did you see the the photograph of him? The king of Thruxton, seven wins. Uh, Absolutely absolutely brilliant. Uh, Whoever did the the social media on that, really, really good. But uh, a great record as well for Josh Cook. Boy... Boy, is he good at Thruxton. Goodness me, what boy, is he good, really? Third in the championship on 173 points. 171 for Jake Hill. He's pretty good at Thruxton as well, isn't he? Colin Turkington, Adam Morgan, he took his second win at the weekend. Rory Butcher, Dan Robottom, uh, Gordon Shen and Senna Proctor, the top ten in the championship. Any of your thoughts about the weekend, uh, you can email us, studio at tintoptuesday.com. On Twitter, we are at TintopTuesday, or you could use the hashtag, uh, hashtag TintopTuesday. I always do. I don't know if anybody else does, but um, uh, we do monitor that during the show tonight. So if you are um, in need of getting a hold of us on Twitter, at TintopTuesday or hashtag TintopTuesday. Sarah Hansen, in fact, on uh, Twitter says, you never need to book Ting, surely. Surely he's given. Well, I never take these things for granted. So I, I always do, I, you know, I'm, I'm polite. I do ask in advance. Den Devlin says on Twitter as well, thanks, Alan. Charlie had an epic day with Accelerate Motorsport. And there's a, yes, <laughs> was that you, Den, uh, that asked me um, if, I, if I could do a little interview with Charlie? <laughs> and I did I, I, out the back of the garage and uh, <laughs> the photograph came out really well uh, if you are submitting your uh, photograph with the chance of being uh, selected as a particularly special image an image of the week um, then you can uh, email it to us studio at tintoptuesday.com studio at tintoptuesday.com uh, for the image of the week competition and we don't always give out a, a prize if, if there isn't a, a, an absolutely outstanding photograph. We very often do. And uh, quite a few recipients of a wonderful, um, it's, a, it's a carry case. I've, I've, I've called it in the past a hamper of joy from Autoglim to make your car gleaming and wonderful and lovely. They've got something for everything to make a car look fantastic. A lot of people say to me how, how smart my vehicles look. And, uh, and they do because I, I, I'm very lucky. I get a, a little hamper of joy from Auto Glim every now and then as well. So uh, so it, it, always always try to keep a gleaming car. Uh, well, you stand the chance of having one of those little hampers yourself. Uh, if you submit uh, an image that we are particularly uh, taken away with um, and uh, it, it is voted image of the week, then you could be the, the recipient of a great uh, hamper of joy from Autoglim, a little carry bag with lots and lots of great products from Autoglim. And of course, we couldn't do this show without them. Six years we've been with Autoglim now, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. So we are incredibly grateful, and they give away some lovely prizes as well. Um, hopefully, hopefully, things are looking good. We've got crowds back, and, and, and people are uh, living more of a normal life. So hopefully... 
we might be able to do uh, uh, an Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday at the end of the year or at the start of next year, a sort of a, a Christmas special. We we had it planned for two years ago. Couldn't do it two years ago. Um, uh, we had it planned for, for, for last year and we couldn't do it because we were sort of sort of in lockdown. Um, but hopefully this year, either before Christmas or just after Christmas uh, uh, into the new year, hopefully we'll be able to do that. And Autoglim had lots of lots of great ideas for that as well. So uh, more of that anon because we're into the second half of the year now in the championship. Had loads of uh, suggestions as well on the Facebook post about the show tonight and uh, the ideas that I I may well take up there's certainly one thing i want to take up uh, we've got we've got a, a, a chap who works in the paddock he's worked in the paddock for years and years uh, a guy called ad moss and he worked for many many years for he's from the midlands um and he worked for team dynamics i've known him for probably over 20 years i guess um but he also he does another job as well uh, at, the, at the weekend he was working with uh toyota gazoo racing um uh, with his son as well uh, but he also did a, a little job for me because his his day job his week job if you like um he fits all sorts of uh automotive goodies you know the gadgets the the, the really nice things that that we we, t- we tend to like on our cars um and he he did a little job for me um he's i've never asked him to do a job for me before but i, I wanted a, a tracker and an alarm on a car um and uh and he, he did that for me absolutely fantastic he fitted a i think it let me get this right i think it's a scorpion tracker and a gemini alarm did a fantastic job they're great bits of kit i get it on my phone and i can track the vehicle uh, if it goes anywhere and also when i'm driving it i can track the journeys that i do um uh, just brilliant so so this led me to think that what i might do is a little bit of a feature um about some of the people that aren't drivers so not on the show tonight but in future future um editions of autoglim tin top tuesday might pick out someone from from a team and find out about their involvement in the btcc i think the first one i'm going to do is going to be ad moss uh, because uh, because this is what gave me the idea um uh, and then as weeks go on we might find out what they do um away from the circuit as well as what they do at the circuit as well and and then on the facebook post about the show today um Another one of my friends who works for ITV, uh, a motorsport cameraman. So not just BTCC, um, but Rob Hill. I, I've worked with him at the Silverstone Classic as a cameraman. Um, uh, but he does MotoGP, does all sorts of different things. I think Formula E as well and the BTCC. And uh, he was down in the pit lane working with Louise Goodman. Um, and he, he he actually put the uh, on my post about Tintop Tuesday tonight. Um he said today, uh, why not um, uh, the life and times of a motorsport cameraman? Yeah, why not? So this could all be part of the feature. People that are involved in the BTCC that are not, uh, you know, not not just about the BTCC, but about what they do um, away from the circuit as well. So that's a that's a future for the feature. No, that's a feature for the future. <laughs> that's, that's right. And of course, Rick Parfit on uh, on Saturday night got up with the band. The band were fantastic. I know Chris, the drummer, um, and I, I, I knew that he was a good, a good drummer. I've heard him drumming. Um, but the, the band got everybody going on Saturday night and then Rick Parfit got up and did a couple of tunes at the end. He always gets the, the crowd going. So there's loads of people that are around the BTCC that are, uh, you know, they've got other things to 
talk about as well. So I think we might do that in the future. Now, on uh, Friday night, I, um, I, I live very close to Thruxton. And that also means that I lived very close to um, Carfest South. And when I found out that uh, a company that I started with some friends years ago that does TV, so it does big screen TV and all that kind of thing, um, uh, make television programs, do all sorts. And it was a busy weekend for them, but they were doing the big screens for Carfest South. So <laughs> when I discovered um, that playing on stage on uh, Friday night uh, was a band that I, well, an artist that I actually only really discovered um, that I, liked everything that he's done i only discovered it during lockdown remember during lockdown when you were going through youtube and finding different videos and thinking all oh, right yeah no i like this well i chanced upon something by um uh i was i was looking for a particular song called spacer and i wanted to see it perform live do you remember spacer late 1970s i guess um it was a disco tune and then I found a live version of it, but it was Nile Rodgers and Sheik that were doing it. So that then led me down the path of watching a Nile Rodgers and Sheik live concert, which I thought was fantastic. Watched it on Sky Arts and then watched it again and watched it again. And you know, like you were giving yourself little dreams in the future that you could look forward to. And, and, and maybe maybe when lockdown is finished, we'll be able to uh, watch this. Or maybe when lockdown is finished, we can go to that. Well, I decided uh, during lockdown that I was definitely going to, when everything started to get back to normal, I was going to go and watch uh, Nile Rodgers and Sheik. Absolutely fantastic. Didn't realise how many artists, how many huge hits he has produced or, or written or all sorts of things. So I'm going to play a few of his tunes tonight. But when I found out that my uh, the company that I'm involved with was doing the big screens for Carfest South this weekend... And the headline act on Friday night was Nile Rogers and Sheik. I had to go, didn't I? It was, it was, it was obvious. Of course I had to go. I've got to stand on the stage and everything. So all in all, with the BTCC at Thruxton and Nile Rogers on stage at Carfest South, I had a pretty good weekend, really.
Going to be a few Nile Rogers songs on tonight. Me reliving my Friday night. I, I, I actually sort of pushed in front of this chap to get a better view when they came on stage. I was overexcited. I'll be honest, I was overexcited. I didn't realise that the, the chap that I sort of pushed in front of on the wings of the stage um, was uh, the bloke whose festival it is. <laughs> Chris Evans. Whoops. I know, I shouldn't have done it. I know, I was overexcited. Welcome along to Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday. Now, I'm putting right or wrong uh, that we did uh, before Knock Hill. Do you remember? Uh, we had quite a few of the Scots. We had Aidan on. Uh, we had uh, Gordon on. We had his wife, Gillian, the boss of uh, Knock Hill, because we were about to go to Knock Hill. And we were also going to have Rory. Uh, but Rory Butcher, um, it, it all went terribly wrong and we didn't get Rory on. So I said, well, in which case, the next show or the show after, we'll get Rory on. I'm making amends this evening. Rory, good evening. How are you? Alan, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm Finally. So- I'm sorry about it. Yeah, be- be- maybe maybe it would have been too many Scottish people all in one show. So not nice to break it up, really. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, like you say, you can only have so much Scottish <laughs> in one evening, right? So it, spread I think it, it out. I think it would have been a, a, a purely Scottish guest um, uh, other than Tingram, I think, that night. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, I've, I've got some emails, uh, Rory. Uh, I mean, before we, be, before we even start, we've got an email from uh, Neil. And it's appropriate for you. So so I, I, cool. I, I sort of, I just marked it up. Um, it says, hi, I love your show. As a resident of Fife, I travel around uh, Scotland a lot and usually use the listen again function of the BTCC app. I'm regularly found belly laughing on my way from Fife to Aberdeen. The trip to, uh, trip to Aberdeen takes about two hours. So by the time I get there, I'm starving hungry listening to you and Tingram talking about food. We do talk about food quite a lot, Rory. Um, okay, okay. Obviously, being from... <laughs> Fife, it had been rude not to spend the weekend at Knock Hill immersing myself and my eldest daughter Neve in the atmosphere. Saturday we walked the track to spot the perfect uh, to pick the perfect spot for watching qualifying and free practice. We settled on a spot just on the exit of the chicane to spend Sunday. We were not disappointed. I've included a couple of my picks including a picture of uh, Chuck Morris um, in whom we came on uh, to, to the Saturday session Anyway, my question is, having seen the cars at Knock Hill, it struck me how many were left-hand drive. Is there a benefit to having the largest mass, i.e. the driver, on that side of the car, given I guess most tracks in the UK are clockwise? P.S. Big love to the Orange Army, and that comes from Neil Pudney from Kirkcaldy. I'm from Kirkcaldy. Well, there you go. He's not far away. So, good, good question, and um, you know what? I, I won't uh, pretend to uh, to know, you know, the no. uh, the physics behind, you know, whether it's better or worse. Um, but I would say, I I think on on clockwise clockwise tracks, I think probably it's, it's potentially slightly better to have the weight on the uh, the inside. 
Um, just potentially because you're hitting a lot of these, a lot of the apex curves, um, and and this and and I think um, having the weight on that side is is going to help keep the car stable. Um, mm. There'll be engineers listening to this thinking, "God, this guy's a complete well, plonker." But to, to, <laughs> to be honest, Rory, this is why I threw it out to you. I was hoping you might yeah, be able to help know, me. You were my phone a friend. You know, I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll talk about it from a driver's perspective. Yeah, so good idea. It's I I think it's um, the the benefit of being on the left hand side of the car uh, on a clock. You know where track, the gear is stick it, is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, because normally, well, look, uh, the benefit is actually is vision. You can see through the corner, so you can see your apexes. Yeah, whereas when you're on the right hand side. Um, you've got that the A pillar, which just yep. takes away a lot of a lot of that. Oh, sorry, you said uh, the benefit on the of left, on the left, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I tell you, I have to say, see, because I drove the MG, um, and that was left hand drive, and that, mm. I have to say that was a little bit weird. See, like hitting, like for example, the uh, the big curb at Chicane and Knock Hill, mm. the car goes up in two wheels for for a wee while, mm. and when you're on the left hand side of the car. You, you honestly feel like you're going to roll over. Yeah, so, but um, you do, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different sensation being on either side, which is interesting, eh? Yeah, we, yeah, st- yeah, strange feeling, but a great question. Really good, re- really good question from man you. from Kirkcaldy, just like myself. Yeah, well, well exactly that. So, um, so let's go back to Knockhill. So, so we'll talk about Thruxton in a couple of moments. Talk about the whole season as well, Rory. Um, cool. But uh, as as far as Knockhill is concerned, I. I must. I must confess. I felt. I, I felt sorry for you. I felt sorry for Gordon. I felt sorry for Aiden. Um, I. <laughs> I had predicted at the start of the weekend that we would have heard um, a flower of Scotland for the national anthem on the podium at least once over the course of the weekend, and sadly it was not to be. Yeah, it, it just it didn't seem to happen for any of us, did no, it? And I didn't, um, no. you know, you know, see Gordon outside the top ten in qualifying is odd, and. I know. Uh, you know, out of the three of us, he had the best race day. He came through in race one and, and just kind of stuck in that top kind of top eight, top yeah, six yeah, yeah. over the whole whole day. So he had, he had a, quite a solid day. Um, I was kind of building on on the uh, the Sunday into what was looking like it was going to be a, a quite a positive race two and three, and then obviously myself and Aiden got tangled up together, and both of us uh, lost out on that that uh, reverse grid for race three. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's it's a shame and. Um, I think you know. Ended up, ended up, you know, getting a fastest lap in race three on the medium tire. So it was like, you know, one of those weekends where if you'd started where you'd left off, you'd be probably in quite a good place. We just, you know, weren't weren't as competitive as we'd hoped when we rolled it out out of the pit lane in FP1, and and then it's 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 hard work, you know. It's a challenging track, and if you're just, you know, you're tenth of a second off off the pace, you're. Uh, you're, you're five, six places down the grid. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just so competitive. Well, you've had a win. You've had a couple of podiums this year. Um, it, it, it's taken a while to slot it out. It's a new team. It's a new car for you. Has it, has it taken you a little while to get the car where you want it to be? Yeah, I have to say it has. Um, mm. You know, I, I speak to Tingram in the, the, the paddock uh, and I, I just say, you know, I've just said, we just discuss like the car and so on and as I say look I think I think we're just different drivers and, and I think he is quite you know he's he's clearly you know uh, the, at the top of his game and, and, and likes but he likes the car in a slightly different different way to me and um, it was just got to a point where at Brands Hatch on Saturday we were really we qualified 16th I don't like to be down in, in that, that part of the no, grid of course no and it's like then you start to go right 
okay, um, we need to we need to make some changes. And uh, I'd given given you know the kind of that setup uh, a go for as long as I could. And then on the Sunday we we, we started to make some kind of big changes and um, had it got a fastest lap in the race three. Then at Alton Park, we, we went for the tyre test and we developed the car in a slightly even further direction. And, oh, man, it's just, it's, it's feeling so good. And yeah, uh, yeah. we obviously qualified up the front, got got a, a race win. And, uh, you know, Knockhill, it, it didn't quite suit Knockhill what, what we have on the car. But uh, going to Fruxton, obviously, we had another strong weekend. So I'm, I'm kind of gelling with the car so, so well now. And... Uh, yeah, I just feel like we're kind of now starting to build into build into the season. It's, uh, it's interesting, you know, because as the season goes on, I, I produce a grid, um, and, and rather than championship points, which is what uh, the championship um, table would appear on uh, on TSL Timings website, I actually just put your position where you finished: um, yeah. the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. Um, uh, strongest weekend thus far isn't it most consistent weekend thus far um uh, uh, other than uh, other than the autumn when you got the when you got the win so we we're definitely moving in the right direction you see it as a graph uh, when you when you put it out in this sort of form of a table you can see it as a graph brilliant yeah and, and i think so like me and christian were messaging this morning and i'm like how are you feeling after the weekend and uh, his thoughts are basically yep really pleased with the points haul probably you know our strongest weekend so far you know we're we're, we're, we're you know um we, we feel like we're building into the year and uh it's not necessarily about the silverware that's that's obviously it's great you always you'll take a chance to go for a podium won't you but yeah, uh, yeah. if you walk away after the weekend and you're you're unscathed and you've got 35 plus points on the board that's a bl- bloody good yeah, good yeah. weekend and yeah. uh i will have a few more of them you definitely had some hopefully jolly exciting races as well didn't you Oh man, I tell you what, uh, it's not. I think if you've ever got uh, Tom Tom Ingram or um, or Ash Sutton on your case for for a whole race, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's maybe exciting for you guys, not so exciting for me. No, exhausting for you. I, <laughs> exhausting. I, I, I mean, absolutely exhausting. At, at the end of a weekend, so so obviously you live in Scotland. Um, so, yeah. so so what's the plan? Is it a, a, a march back up to Scotland on Sunday night from a place that's so far away? Yeah, I, I'll never stay uh, an extra night. I always drive home on the on the Sunday night. So whether yeah. it's Snet, whether it's Brands Hatch or Thruxton, I'll wow. I'll just get in the car and and um, and just get going. And uh, you know, you you arrive home at two two in the morning, one in the morning. But I, I just I've got a young family uh, and a wife at home, and it's it's just a bit. You know, sometimes you could be away shaking, shaking down on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me to home. get home, yeah. I just want to get home and see them yeah. in the morning. Yeah, so uh, yeah. That's uh, and when you're in Scot- when you live in Scotland and you've raced all your adult life, it's kind of just part of the part of the process. You're, it's cool. you're used to that <laughs> process, yeah. yeah. A, a comfy car that you that you can just munch up the mile miles in is uh, absolutely perfect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and just drink drink lots need. of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, I guess on the what I'm leading up to is is on the Monday. You must be pretty much fit for nothing, surely. Yeah, I have to say. I have to say the Monday is pretty, you feel pretty rough because um, a race meeting takes a lot out of you anyway. Yeah, it's um, well, exactly, you know the, yeah. the adrenaline, the nerves, um, that just actually being in the car, um, you know, three times each day, and you know you lose a lot of lot 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 of fluid. It is actually it's quite draining, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that drive just kind of 
give you a right good kick in the stomach yeah, <laughs> in the drive home. Yeah, yeah, no, I, so, I, I completely get that because I, I, I didn't actually know before I asked the question uh, whether you whether you fly down because, you know, clearly that, that would be an option, but maybe that's a bit more tricky at the moment, is it? I don't really know. Yeah, really know you know what, it's something tonight. I would have probably done in, in the past to, to um, circuits like Thruxton and yeah. Brands Hatch, but uh, in the last couple of years, it's just I've just driven. So, yeah. um, you know, flights aren't as readily available and the prices are a bit, bit odd. And uh, and obviously, you just want to try and keep clear um, and, and you feel a bit, you know, especially earlier in the season, and also last year, you felt a bit safer just actually being in your own little kind of in your own car. So yeah, I, I, I completely get that. It's why I bought a little camper van last year, so I could be completely self-sufficient. I didn't have to yeah. rely on flights or hotels or anything, but I could just crack on and, and do my own thing. Now, the problem with having bought a camper van, a you know, fairly large expenditure, and I thought, well, COVID will yeah. be done at the end of 2020 and I'll, and I'll sell it on at the end of the year. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah here, here we, we are, are. Looking, looking towards the end of 2021 and I think I might be keeping it next year as well. So, Well, hey, I think um, I'm, I'm sure you, you've probably made money on it um the value of all these apparently are apparently kind of, so yeah. yeah so you're in a good good place mate you'll uh, be fine yeah apparently if i was to sell it now um it would be a, a quite a little earner um but uh but i don't yeah. want to sell it now so okay. so i'll probably sell it when everyone else is <laughs> selling yeah their little camper vans you'll and, lose money yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back, back down to north i've got another email here it's from Stuart. Oh, yeah. uh following last weekend he says hi there alan what a great weekend's racing don't you think me and my daughter lucy had a fantastic day with team speedworks gazoo race team they looked after us both uh, great it was a great pleasure meeting you and having a picture of picture of oh, me yeah. standing at the I back of the garage yep. uh, is that Stuart? Uh, it is Stuart, Stuart you said doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, if you could give us a shout out on, that sh- on the show it would be great nice to meet you again, a big thank you to Rory Butcher for his kind hospitality kind regards uh, Stuart and Lucy Marshall um, <laughs> it's lovely to have hospitality open again isn't it it's it's something that we've missed terribly you know what, it's so good to have yeah have it, have it open and, and get get the sponsors along, get the fans along. Of course, and, um, yeah. It just it feels like back to the good old days because last year, um, you know yourself, Alan. It just um, it was great that we got the show going. It needed to happen, yeah. and uh, and you know my sponsors were, were really good good about that. And um, but just yeah, the, it, the hospitality just make, makes it all go round and. I don't know. Even like going in and doing your the Q and A that we do on a on a Sunday at three o'clock. Yes. It's, it's great to stand and talk in front of the the guests and just give them an insight into your day, whether it's good or bad, and um, and just see the that you know they have a great day, they have a great time, and it's great that that just makes you feel good. So uh, last year was was strange, wasn't it? I mean, from from yeah. from from everyone's point of view. It was yeah. just so difficult. The racing was whatever the racing normally is. That you know, no, no, no change there. Once the race gets underway, that's fine. But yeah. then to to finish this year, I've noticed when you hear the the roar of the crowd when something exciting happens yeah. on on circuit, you 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 don't realise that that you've missed something until you've got it back again. And, and yeah. it's, it's just wonderful. The, uh, the driver parade, the the driver parade that we do now, when we make you sort of walk along the uh, along the yeah. circuit, and actually um, get a bit of exercise first thing in the morning. That's another great feature for this year. Yeah, it definitely is. And I don't know who came up with that idea, but it's it's brilliant. And, who do um, you think? 
Um, well, obviously, Mr. Alan Gow, wasn't uh, it? Correct, yeah. Yeah, he's got all the, he's, he's the man. Um, he's an ideas yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, no, it is, it's, it's really cool. And, um, you know, it's a chance for us to, because we, we don't get to do that. We're not doing the pit lane walkabout at the moment. So it's our chance to kind of say thanks to the fans and, and they, they kind of, you know, cheer back. So it's great. And it's also a Rick, chance for Rick you Parfitt. drivers to, to have a chat though, isn't it? Uh, uh, because you, know you don't always it. get much yeah. opportunity to do that, do you? It is. It's uh, it is quite interesting, isn't it? I think, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, because uh, most of us get on pretty well um, off the track. And uh, it's, it is, it's just, it is interesting just to kind of chat about the track. And you're like, oh man, I had so much oversteer and quality. And you're like, I oh, so, so did I. And um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a crazy lap. Um, so it's good. But uh, yeah, what I was saying was uh, Rick Parfit, obviously, being the rock star that he is. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, He's, he's the man who gets the crowd going, doesn't, doesn't he? He knows how to do it, doesn't he? Eh? He does. Yeah. So, good lad. He per, he performed at Thruxton a uh, couple of numbers at the end of the set for the band on Saturday night. I, I, I wasn't there to, to see it, but yeah, he was revving up the crowd at Thruxton in the paddock. Yeah, I had a sponsor who was had a motorhome at, the, at Thruxton and they, they watched it and they, they actually recorded it on their phone. Oh, did and, they uh, really? So I watched it. Yeah, he was going for it. He was going, it oh, so, he was proper going for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Brilliant. So with the crowd. Um, yeah, but they're high, I know. I know. Yeah, they were. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, um, I was talking to Pat Blakeney, the circuit manager of Thruxton, during the week running up to last weekend. And he said, no, no, we, we, we need the band on. We, we want to do as much as we possibly can for this weekend to welcome the fans back. And uh, I, I think they um, I think they delivered. We had big screens. We had bands playing. Oh, we had, there's so what. much going on. There was, wasn't there? And they weren't just big; they were massive, weren't they? Yeah, they were. The screens, yeah. the screens. I was well impressed with that. I and think then, he was very proud of them. And that's a big investment as well. So yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it just shows, yeah, like you know, Pat. I know Pat, and um, the fact he's given back to the, the crowd. It's, um, it's incredible. It's so, awesome, um, isn't it? It's really cool. Um, right. Just a shame that I'm so boring. I can't go and party on the Saturday night. Buddy. Well, no, but at 11 o'clock at night, you need, you need to be fast be, in the land of not by a, 11 I'll, o'clock. I'll be asleep, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, well, I I went to, I, I was saying at the start of the show that I went off to Carfest on Friday night. So so that was a, yeah. that was essentially a school night. And yeah. and it's not something that I would normally do, but I, I sort of went to bed probably about 12 o'clock. And I'm not driving a car but I am, you know, I'm, I'm quite yeah. active and I'm, I'm doing lots of miles. And by about four o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, you realise that you didn't get a sensible early yeah. night the night before. You you have to be boring, really, don't you? You do. You yeah. have to be boring. And uh, straight to the hotel, early yep. night. Yep, yep, yep. And, yeah, no matter. But the thing is, you wake up early anyway. That's funny. Um, the nerves are brewing, yeah. aren't they? So yeah, you're kind of, you wake up at five and you're like, right. <laughs> Little <laughs> feelings in your tummy. I know. Exactly. Um, so we're off to Croft next. Um, so that's not we too are. far for you to drive, is it? No, it's not. It's uh, it's probably three hours. Um, yeah, that's all right. So, which is absolutely fine. And uh, I really like Croft. Um, mm. It's just a kind of old school track. Yeah. It's, you know, the first section is quite technical, but then once you get down to Tower and through the Jim Clark S's all the way up to Sunny In and Sunny Out, it's just mega, isn't it? Flat out, it's flat yeah, out. absolutely <laughs> yeah, mega. Yeah, it's so fast, and uh, yeah, I've I've enjoyed my time there. Um, so, what are you predicting, remember. Rory? I don't know. I don't know. It's um, it's tricky. Uh, I think. Look, let's get let's get on our podium. Why don't we go for that? I think we need to. We're building into the season, um, and we got our first win at Alton. 
and uh, there's no reason why we can't be fighting for a podium. You know, we're, we're qualifying up at the sharp end, giving ourselves a good shot at it. So let's 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 uh, the same high, yeah. Let's oh, get some more points on the board. Quite right too. Are there any of the circuits that you're particularly looking forward to, particularly now that you feel that that you know you've got a car that you you're really quite enjoying now? So uh, Croft, yeah, Silverstone, Donington, and Brands. So Donington. Um, of course, um, Brands, GP, yep, Croft, Silverstone. I will look forward to. It. I just think sometimes on race day, it's uh, it's a, it's actually a really hard track to race on because because yes, yeah, yeah. it's so open. Yeah, um, I think everybody just goes a bit crazy. Um, and um, been known, like yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, I think risk. Uh, yeah, people just kind of uh, yeah take extra risk around around Silverstone, but um, and and so. I think, I think Silverstone's actually a, a tough race day circuit. Yes, um, yeah. And also, in terms of qualifying, it's really, really hard to, to get yourself up the order. It's just so close. Mm. So you've got to be so precise around Silverstone. Um, but, uh, hey, that, that's, that's, that's why we do it. It's, it's why we do it. And it's Croft yep. next. So a, a, a short journey for you. And uh, we wish you the very best of luck, Rory. Thank you Brilliant. so much for coming on tonight. And uh, and sorry we didn't get you on before, Knockhill. But it's been quite interesting to talk to you after uh, what was a really solid weekend of, uh, yeah. of, of points for you. So brilliant stuff. Thank you, Rory. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on. Rory, Rory Butcher, everyone, here on Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday. Um, we, we will continue to play a few of these uh, uh, tunes that I'm, I'm, well, I'm really into at the moment. Nile Rogers tunes. Um, here's another one. I know. Did you know? Did you? If you didn't know, you do now. of the phoenix <laughs> all ends with beginnings what keeps the planet spinning ah uh, the force from the beginning to 
night to get lucky. We're up all 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 night to get 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 Glim Tin Top Tuesday, a very good evening to you and welcome along. Uh, playing a few songs by Nile Rogers uh, that he's either written or been involved with uh, tonight. Our next guest, I was very excited about our next guest, but he's not, um, the phone doesn't appear to be on. I'm very worried about this because I was really looking forward to speaking um, to a driver that we welcomed onto the podium for the first time last weekend and uh, uh, the smile on his face. <laughs> went from ear to ear. He went over, he said, is it all right, can I go and see them first? Yes, of course you can. So he went over to the family and the to the team. Jack Butel uh, was on the podium after race three at the weekend as the winner of the Jacks' trophy element of the championship, which is for drivers that at the start of the year had never been on the podium before. Dan Rowbottom has pretty much been um, running away with the wins this year. In fact, uh, leading into Thruxton at the weekend, he'd only not had the most points of any of the Jacks's uh, drivers on two occasions this year. So uh, absolutely brilliant effort. And of course, Dan Robotham went and popped it on pole for the second time in his BTCC career on Saturday at the weekend. But it was Jack Butel that I, I wanted to have a chat to tonight. Um and Jack's not answering the phone, which means I can get through a few more. Uh, I will try him again. I'll try him again in a minute. And don't forget, of course, uh, last time on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday, I took a few of your telephone numbers because potentially we could have a phantom F-A-N. Fan, see what we did there? A phantom phone call. So I've got those numbers. They are in my back pocket and we could always phone one of you. So you never know. Stand by your phones, just in case. Um, but we've got loads of emails to get through. Beth wrote in, Hi, Alan, I had the best weekend at Thruxton. I spoke to the girls at the Tinker Merch Grandstand to find out um, if he would be doing any meet and greets. Alas, he was not, but the ladies noticed my retro, as they described it, Tingram hoodie. 
which I've had for years and very kindly offered me grid walk passes. Wow, I could not believe my luck. This would be a dream for any BTCC fan. That's really cool. After the grid uh, grid walk, one of the ladies said if I came back later, she would try and grab Tingram for a chat. How cool is that? While waiting at the Accelerate Hospitality stand, I bumped into long-term listener Kay, who I'd met uh, a few times at previous events. She gave me some galaxy ripples to pass on to Tingram relating to the last TTC episode. Oh, yeah. More news on that coming. When Tingram came out to chat, I explained that the Galaxy Ripples, explained about the Galaxy Ripples, and he wanted to go and share them with you, Alan. Uh, but I said Kay had already given you some so he could have the pack himself. Yeah, I was exactly the same, you know. Um, I, I, I thought, do I, so I've got four of these. Do I need to save some for Tingram? I think I probably do. Um, well, it's too late, to be honest. It really is too late. Um, uh, Beth finishes off. Just wanted to give a massive shout out to Tingram and his team for going above and beyond for such a fan as myself. This has been a weekend I'll always treasure. Only thing I wish uh, I'd ask Tingram for some tips for driving around Donington Park as I have a track evening there on Monday. If you get the chance, please ask him uh, this. Here, here is me. Tingram and the Ripples. Many thanks from Beth and, and a picture of uh, smiling Tingram. Well, of course he's smiling. He's got four Galaxy Ripples in a bumper bag and a smiling Beth as well. Fantastic, Beth. Thank you so much for, for uh, writing in. Now, I just got a phone call on my mobile phone from Jack Butel. So you never know. Why don't we just delve into a little bit more Nile Rogers? Oh, yeah, I know. They keep coming, don't they? Hit after hit.
I've got very good news. So if you are on one of our phantom uh, phone numbers, um, you can stand down. You can stand down because we've got Jack Butel on the phone. This is very good news, but I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> Jack doesn't have terribly good signal inside his house. So I'm making him stand outside. And the weather has just turned quite cold, hasn't it, Jack? Uh, actually, it's quite nice in Jersey. <laughs> uh, have you got a jacket on? No, I've just got my ja- uh, jumper on. But to be honest, with you, it's actually quite nice. It's all right, is it? Where, where, where whereabouts? Right. It, whereabouts in the in the in the country are you? Uh, I'm actually back in Jersey. Why? Oh, well, well you get a lovely weather in Jersey, don't you? <laughs> yeah, there's lovely sky. Clap. No clouds in the sky. Yeah, Robert. you see. You're selling us the dream, Jack. You're selling us the dream. <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 do you get, when do you go back to, to Jersey after a race weekend? Uh, I stayed actually in uh, London on Monday. Okay. And then flew back Monday night, um, back to work today. Uh, okay. And, and work is? I work for my dad's company um so like i'm running the company because dad's trying to retire so yeah i'm doing <laughs> as well as the racing i'm i'm running a company as well so i i, I, very lo- busy. I love the idea of dad trying to retire yeah <laughs> yeah he's trying to but yeah he, he's just yeah doesn't really want to let go so i'm trying my best but yeah how, he's, how, uh, how long has he been trying to retire jack <laughs> Like two years, quite quite a few years. Yeah, this will go on for some yeah. time. I have to tell you, um, it really will. Um, but but brilliant that um, you're able to go back and uh, and and be be working in the office on on a Tuesday. We were just talking to Rory Butch about how how exhausting a race weekend is. Um, uh, part of that is the adrenaline from the weekend keeps on running round the veins, doesn't it? And I guess. On Sunday night, you had quite a lot. You, we had you on the podium, the Toka podium, for the first time. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was unexpected. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, we we just kind of wanted to get on and get some points, and then obviously when Robottom ended up having his failure, it was kind of a, a good opportunity for us to kind of right, this is it, we can go for it, kind of thing. Um, all I had to do was really keep. Um, Sam Osborne and Carl Broadley behind um, and yeah we, we managed to obviously didn't manage to keep Robot behind um, but yeah we, we did such an amazing weekend the whole team and everyone just pulled together and we, we tried a couple of different setups in the car for the weekend um, and it's actually kind of worked in my favour and I think the progress we've done even from I think really Alton where we had the crash yeah. um, that weekend we really started to connect with the car and yeah we ended up getting our first point at knock hill i know i'm i'm looking at the stats i was saying to rory that that his his graph um is is going in the right direction as the year goes on it's it's going upwards yours is notable over the last couple of meetings you know your performance is getting better and better which usually would suggest you've found something with the car that 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 suits you you've most definitely turned a corner now Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, um, I, I've definitely, obviously, learning about the front wheel drive thing. That's been the massive step. Learning about rear steer um, and everything like that, and obviously now changing into a new car again for this year. Um, it, it was a massive, massive learning curve, but we're, we're so much happier like with the team, and we're all connecting well, like I did with Sicily now, and we're all starting to put the the puzzles together and and build a massive jigsaw puzzle.
<laughs> so it, it, it's a it, it's a, a fascinating team, isn't it? Because um, you know it it is a big team. You know they're running a a lot of cars. It's a a relatively new car, um, and uh, and and the team are relatively new to the BTCC. It's an it's an impressive team, isn't it? Oh, the the team behind are, are awesome. With Justina and Anthony running it, and then we have Marv and Sandra who are there pretty much running the team and then i have obviously my team managers dave and dan um yeah the, the whole team and the whole uh operation of accelerate is is huge yeah massive i think they've got like 90 people working for them amazing um yeah it's the whole team and everything behind it is, is great I've got a, an email. It's quite it's quite a long email, so bear with me, Jack, if you if you would. But um, uh, you'll 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 find a, you'll find the the end of paragraph one amusing. It's from Ollie Jennings, a regular listener to the show. Hi, Ollie. Um, hi, Alan. What a weekend! I was finally lucky enough to get to uh, go to a race meeting for the first time in nearly two years this week, and had a lovely spot overlooking the complex for both Saturday and Sunday. Great support races, and the first two BTCC races were brilliant. We had Josh Cook on a charge in race one and Jake Hill continuing his superb form so glad for those guys and their seasons both seem to be igniting now they're getting the car right underneath them race two was the Ash Shut Ash Sutton show who demonstrated why he's reigning champion with a typical last of the late breakers demo uh, there's the breaking point for everyone else then there's the Ash Sutton line the highlight of race three for me was Tingram's late dive on Rory Butcher please remember to ask Tingers the question I asked last week I can't remember. Uh, or Jack Butel's Jack Sears podium, which was really fantastic. And his own anthem to make up for the curfew, <laughs> stopping the national anthem being played. Jack Butel, do-do-do, to the tune of Baby Shark. Big congrats to him and the Accelerate team. Just take me through your thoughts when you're on the podium. And it was a very vocal final podium. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, <laughs> very entertaining um i think the last time i was actually on a podium was uh when i was in my lmp3 car so yeah it's been been a while since i've stood on the podium so yeah i was i was massively overwhelmed with the whole thing and like we've been trying to get as far as we can to the jack sears and trying to get a, a, a first out of it and it's yeah we, we didn't think it would happen this early on in the season to be honest and yeah the whole team was so overwhelmed with everything and then as I'm walking up, we get the um, <laughs> yeah that song. <laughs> it was it was absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, can you tell people what you've been what you've been doing before? I mean, you just throw into conversation. Yeah, when I was in the the LMP3, I mean that's a cracking piece of <laughs> machinery. Um, you've driven some nice cars, haven't you? Yeah, we have actually. Yeah, I've done two years of British F4, and then I moved over to the prototypes and did. LMP3 for two years. Uh, I ended up doing racing in Dubai um, in it as well. Um, and then we moved and went into GT cars. Did a couple of stuff uh, with Aston, Lamborghini. And then we did, we won the Abu Dhabi 12R in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Um, and then I actually went testing for Bentley down in Italy um, just before COVID. Well, COVID happened and then we got an offer to go down to Italy to go test. So we tested and Unfortunately, we didn't get the sponsorship. Obviously, their sponsors couldn't go to Europe at the time, so 
it was kind of right what do we do and then i got a call from norman to ask to be part of the touring cars four days before the first round um, <laughs> Loads and of prep. yeah that's kind of how i've ended up in in british touring cars and to be honest it's it's probably one of the best moves i've done uh, w- was it on your radio was it on your radar previous to that or or was it literally norman ringing you up and you think all oh, right okay uh do i want um, to do that yeah i probably do actually <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, me and Norm have been talking for three years. So just after I was coming out of the LMP3, mm. um, we, we, we are in talks, but just budget and sponsors just didn't work. Right. Um, so then when he obviously called me up that day, um, it was kind of, I couldn't really refuse. It was right time. The sponsors were there. Um, and it was just, yeah, great timing. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, I've always wanted to get in to either doing Le Mans or into the touring cars so yeah now i'm here i'm kind of hoping i can stay here it's a different way of racing you have to get your head around that first of all uh, uh, how how easily did that come to you not very oh. um to be honest I, i've never really had to qualify a car to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah so that was the main trying to i'm still trying to figure it out now it's uh it's a whole different thing about it yeah it's it's complicated it's something i've never had to do i've always had to drive consistently for two hours three hour stints um to then get in a car and go right you've got three laps to do the quickest lap it's like, ah. <laughs> yeah right yeah um but yeah then obviously the races are only like 25 minutes so it's all it's all a different side of racing which i haven't really experienced since i was in british f4 mm. um so it's been a, a long time but i think hopefully i'm starting to get it i mean we've got the best quality we've done um this year well, I, actually i think overall because obviously last year there wasn't as many cars so I, I don't really count me finishing 20th but um yeah 22nd i think with everyone on the grid i think is a uh, the best performance i've done so hopefully we go to Croft and we, we still keep this um qualifying pace up and and hopefully get into these top 20s which i need to get to get me closer to these points there aren't many jack that um uh, sort of you know come straight in and immediately it happens i remember you know tingram it was a few years before we first saw him on the podium and battling away for for for, for leads it's a it, it it is a learning process it is massively um like i'm still learning every day it's like even ingram is saying still learning stuff now eight years on um so for me to be where i am i think i'm doing i think i'm doing all right um i've just yeah i'm just trying to do the best i can every weekend try and make the whole team smile and and have a bit of fun with the weekend and yeah, it's nice to see some fans this year well, as well, which it, is good. It so is. It just makes such a difference, doesn't it? Well, um, the reason I definitely wanted you on on the show tonight, uh, the the smile from beneath your helmet when you got out the car in Park Fairway <laughs> at the end of race three was was absolutely superb. If I could bottle that feeling and the team, you did make the team smile. Everyone was smiling. You had a moment with with the family and the and the supporters and the and the and the team before we uh, uh, sent you off to off to the podium uh, and do interviews and all that kind of thing but it, it was ab- ab- absolutely superb so th- uh, uh, thank you for that uh, it's lovely to to be around you um uh, no, when, when right. you had your it's, first podium uh, yeah i don't really get moments like that so yeah the, to, to be able to get it it was good and luckily i had all my uh family girlfriend and i had some friends from jersey there this weekend so it was. I also had a one of my brand new sponsors as well, which is the uh, second weekend 
they actually started sponsoring me. So that works well. For them to come, yeah, so it was it Doesn't was a brilliant it? weekend. So yeah, they um, yeah it was magnificent. And to, to come, I was just you could see how happy I was with the smile on my face. It's, it's been so long since I've had one. I just yeah, it was yeah, I loved it. And 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 finally, um, really nice nice thing that I noticed in in, in the morning. Um, of of course, uh, Nick Hamilton doesn't walk as quickly as everybody else on on the BTCC grid. Um, and when mm. we did the driver parade in the morning, um, you, you were hanging back and and chatting to Nick and Paul Rivette as you were making your way around. So um, so <laughs> that, that 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 was lovely to see. That was really nice. Yeah, you, made, well, you made friends on me the grid. And Nick have got- yeah, me and Nick have come actually really close. Yeah, cool. Um, in the last couple, two, three months, um, we're chatting every day and, and keeping in touch. And he's sending me lovely pictures of him in Cyprus at the moment, which <laughs> I give him a couple of words back. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, me and Nick are, are really good mates. And oh, that's nice. Always, that's really cool. Yeah, we're always playing on Call of Duty together and having laughs and jokes and, and stuff like that it's yeah we've just become really close and it's it's a nice nice to get like that uh absolutely brilliant jack thank you ever so much for joining us well done at the weekend uh, your phone line seems to have gone quiet so i wonder if i have i lost you I think I'm no, 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 I'm still no, here. no, you're still, still here. here. Oh, there we go. That's absolutely marvellous. The wonders of modern technology. Uh, it's getting, brilliant, isn't it? Getting a phone signal outside your house in Jersey oh, no. is, is brilliant. It's all this granite we've got here. It's terrible. Is, is that what it is? Thick walls? Yeah. yeah. It's just a nightmare. This, the whole granite thing, it's just, yeah horrific so all i have all i can do is have wi-fi so it's a nightmare <laughs> oh well we'll do it next time we get you on the show we'll do it on skype or something like that it'll be, it'll be far easier be you can do it all on wi-fi okay jack yeah, well you'll done be, you'll be able to see me <laughs> oh yeah, well, I, 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 yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I want you to see me, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, that's, a, that's another story completely. Uh, Jack, well done yeah. at the weekend. Thanks ever so much for coming on and uh, and your uh, also glim tin top Tuesday debut. Well done. Thank you very much. Cheers. There we go. Jack Butel, everybody. Uh, we got there in the end. That's very good news. I'm going to play the last of my songs, uh, which have a Nile Rogers connection. Um, and it is the song uh, that started it all for me, started the journey. See, I was searching for a live version of this. Some people don't like this song. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it, really. <laughs> this is a great 1970s disco tune. Enjoy. <laughs>
Coombs has written in, hello Mr Hyde firstly what a great start to my weekend at Thrux and finally be able to speak to you and introduce myself face to face at 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday thank you for the insight on the Thruxton robot that looks after the camping area I'm sure you can divulge further. I will. Uh, great action, as always, throughout the BTCC and support races with Tim Harvey showing off his wise old skills, which is also great to see. Uh, yeah, on the podium, third place in the uh, in the uh, uh, Porsche Cayman uh, Championship. Fantastic, that was. Uh, Simon continues, lovely to see Creasy back at a BCCC round, along with the full crowds in Splendour on the banking all weekend. Uh, thanks, as always, for your show on a Tuesday and everything else that you do. You're more than welcome, Simon. You're more than welcome. All the best and see you at Croft. Oh, there we go. Proper supporter going all the way up to Croft as well, uh, having been at Thruxton at the weekend. Uh, brilliant, Simon. Thank you very much indeed. The Thruxton robot and the camping area. Any idea of what I talk, Tingram? Oh, Is that a Galaxy sorry. Ripple? Sorry, hold on. Let, is me put, um, let me pause this. Is that? Is that? Yeah. Is Sorry, it, I've, is been, it, I've been. Uh, I, I'm. Eat, I'm currently eating a, a Galaxy Ripple. Uh, is that uh, the first delicious. one? Uh, I have only. Yes, I've. I've held a, a, an amazing amount of restraint. I'd go as far as saying I have none left. How uh, gone? <laughs> I'm afraid so. No, it doesn't take long. I know they're tasty. Alan, we only got them on Sunday, mate. I know. Well, that's one a day, isn't it? No. Yeah, but you're meant to have an apple a day, not Galaxy Ripple right. a day. It's part of my five a day. Yeah, so, that's yeah. not how it works. No, no, it's not, is it? No, 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 absolutely no not. you're right. I'm sorry that about was a, that. That was a nice gift, that. Wasn't, wasn't that it? sweet? That, that was, was Kay. That was a nice gift. Thank you so much, Kay. That was uh, that was right. And Beth, actually, thank you for coming over and, uh, and dropping off. That was uh, a lovely uh, Sunday afternoon treat and surprise. So thank you, guys. I've got a lot of emails that have come in specifically for uh, a Tingram feature. Oh, God. Are they all about food, by any chance? Most of them are. Mm, yeah, most of, most of them most of them are. Um, yeah. We make, a, a, in fairness, we, we, we set ourselves up for it because we, we talk do. a lot about food. Um, uh, well, uh, I, so I, oh. I didn't think we did until I started listening back. Oh, don't listen back. Yeah, I realise we don't uh, actually talk about anything to do with... Uh, with we talked with about jingles cars. last week. What, how did you get on with that? Have you, have you got anywhere with it? Uh, well, <laughs> now, I haven't listened to this. 
Um, oh, but, but this, no, was, this isn't first play. Uh, so this is first is play. It? This was oh. sent in to me by uh, Fiona. Fiona when you, say you haven't listened to it, is it not wise to maybe just... I can, I can no. No, I trust her. She's a broadcaster. Oh, so she wow. she, she okay, has her own is... music radio show. So okay, oh, okay. Here, we, here, here, here we go. What have we got? Ten top Tuesday, Tuesday, image of the week. Oh, so it's a it's a sweeper. It's a sweeper. Nice, nice that's voice. A, that's yeah, that is. That's a, that's a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 um. It's a little bit soothing. That it's not jingle. It's, it's not, not jingle because it's not sung. But uh, image of the week. Yeah. Oh, well, you could. Yeah, we can make something of this. Yeah, we like this. Um, uh, more importantly, we've received a video, Tingram. Well, that's no good. Have it's you a received a video? Show. It's a radio show. I know, but it's a very important. Uh, um, <laughs> I've got an email as well. Let me read the email. I've not read this. Hold before. on. Where's the? What's the? Okay, go on. Go, go, go. Uh, so this is from Steve Payne, who says uh, we did an experiment and it's true. Flakes do not melt. There, so I tell no lies. I've sent you a video on Messenger to prove it. Anyway, oh, wow. what a great weekend. The sport championships are so tight. We're in for a finale like no other. Um, having started two weeks of jury service today, I'm looking oh. forward to TTT. Oh, I want to do a bit of jury More service. than ever tonight. Well, uh, careful what you wish for. It looks cool. No, Tingram, careful what you wish for. Is it not? No, I, I did it when I was, I'd only just gone to work. Um, so eighteen or nineteen, and they, and and because they they you know the other jurors saw someone that was um, eager, I was taking notes and all that kind of thing. Oh, so they I voted me yeah. foreman, so oh. I was the one that had to stand up. Oh uh, yes, no, 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 no. Oh. Didn't enjoy. Not oh. nice. No. I really fancy it. Can you put yourself forward for it? Do you think? No, you have to bide your time. Oh, and also like they need to. Eve. I, I want that, to do it. it looks that, cool. <laughs> they need to check. Well, the, it it would play havoc with your racing schedule. You need to have it in the off season. I mean, you you yeah. you can't say, oh, I can't come in on Friday. I've got to go to Croft. I've got to go to Croft. I've got, I've got to shake it down, and yeah. and, and the the judge won't go with that. He will just, reach inside just, his cassock and find ooh. his gavel. Don't go, don't go rooting around inside that. No, but he will, and he'll bash it down and say, "We we don't want your sword on our jury." Mm, that's disappointing, isn't so, it? So yeah, you'll have to go off season. Mm. You'll have well, to we can arrange that. Can that can be arranged? Mm. No, I don't think you can apply for it. It's not that kind of a job. It's not that kind of a gig. The okay, um, okay. the experiment was fascinating. It's a it's so the amount of people that came up to me over the Buxton <laughs> weekend and went, I've tried it. I was like, oh, uh, try, try what? Tried to melt a flake. Like, oh, oh, you've done it. Oh, oh wow. I just, that was a very passing comment. I didn't expect anyone actually to, to see if I was telling a porky or not. <laughs> well, hang on. Let me see. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a work. Let me see if I can do you've this. Checked if you've checked it. Okay, good. Uh, so, no, I've watched the video. Oh, okay. okay um, that's all right. So this is the start of it. Uh no, I'm not getting that. Uh, hang on. Yeah. Uh, we need to try out and make sure this is true. Does a flake melt? Or Does a flake yeah. melt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Does it sound so off? Got all, the, uh, got all the sound effects. So so what he's doing now, he's taking one piece 
and then two pieces of the flake, popping it on a... In two pieces. Yeah, onto a saucer. And here is a microwave. Uh, and... <laughs> crazed professor so he's popped it in he's setting it to oh, I can hear, two, I can hear the two minutes two minutes see what happens now the trouble is he's got a microwave with a mirrored door so oh, he, he then so goes in with the himself. camera this and all you see is him with the camera. Yeah, it's not, he's fi- he's filling. I'm going to wind on to the end because yeah, skip forwards. it has um, an interesting end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, so the microwaves have. That is some serious smoke coming out of the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, who are? Um, He's very northern. Q smoke is pouring so out. Is it Santa Proctor? Um, <laughs> it's burnt. It's burnt. Um, that is rock solid. Yep. That is yep. soft on the outside. Yep. But there you go, the inside, it's not melted. <laughs> it just burns. Yeah. And then he holds this it up to the amazing. camera, and uh, uh, so, so 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 this is Steve Payne who has carried out the uh, experiment. It's true, flakes do not melt. There and, we go, and, and he's proven you've it. it. You've heard it here first from Northern Steve. Abso- he said, "Flakes don't melt." Ab- absolutely. So so Steve is the kind of listener that we like here on mm. Autoglimpse in Top He's absolutely taken the whole right. thing very seriously. Absolutely. He's carried out a scientific experiment, and right, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't mess around here, Alan. No, no, you know, we no, are giving, we don't. We're giving hard facts. No, we're changing people's lives. <laughs> well, I, so, 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 I now having seen the amount of smoke that was generated, I would urge everybody not to try it at home. Take our word for it. You cannot melt a flake. Yeah, listen to Northern Steve. Yeah, yeah, Northern Steve knows. It don't melt. It, so it don't <laughs> melt. Don't it melt it? Uh, and, and and Steve, I'm happy to say, has also given me his telephone number. He'd always be more than happy to be a guest to fill in oh, on the go. show. So uh, I think I think you should phone. Uh, I think you should phone Northern Steve. Northern Steve. And have a, and have yeah, a chat with him. yeah, we can get Northern Steve on. Uh, and talk about his experiments. Have you got maybe any... at Croft? Maybe at Croft sort of time. Obviously, it's local for him. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're making a huge assumption there, mm. just because of uh, the fact that he's got a northern accent. He might be a northerner, like my father, who then moved down south. Ah, see, okay. that does happen. Yeah, this is why you shouldn't assume. You know what happens when you assume. I know. I remember being taught that as a child. Absolutely. I know. Right. I know. Um, right, so that's the that's, first that's thing like that proper, I have to that's tick off. Dad advice, that isn't it? I remember one of the, I remember the, like those those <laughs> things your dad comes out with. One of them was was my dad once said to me, "You got two ears and one mouth, which means you need to listen twice as much as you talk." That's one of them proper dad thing, dad telling off things. That, is that what it? Bingram said? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Two ears, one mouth. <laughs> listen twice as much as you talk. He's like, I had a chat to him. He won't watch the start, you know. He no, can't watch a, the start a, of a race. He's a nervous wreck. He is, yeah. He wouldn't do it. That's funny because it's like a role reversal. That always used to be mum. Mum never used to be able to watch it and dad was always fine. 
Oh, mum can't get enough of it. It's going, going soft at his old age. She, she, she had a, a, a chair and everything. Well, Absolutely I mean, they, right. gave, they gave her a chair because... Tire warmer. You know, she, she, she's on crutches. So eventually, after making her stand through race one, they came out, <laughs> came out with a couple of wheels for race two. She was very happy, very comfy. It's a really good seat, that. It's a real, oh, really good seat. And she gave me yellow jelly, jelly beans. It was just like... You know, days gone by. It's like old times. It was just Happiness. like old times. Um, uh, somebody else wrote in, Tingram, to say, uh, is it Chris Bradley, I think? Um, I don't know. You've got the message. Yeah, good evening, Alan. Uh, looking forward to a cracking show tonight. Uh, had to watch on TV this week, but loved the racing. Can you ask Tingram if he knew his indicator was on for race three? No. I'm sure it was on for the I whole no of idea. race three. Absolutely no idea. That was uh, That was... That was information to me. Had no idea. <laughs> no. Uh, I've not watched it yet. We've got through race one and race two. Uh, race three is currently on pause downstairs, ready for uh, ready for viewing. You watch them all back? Of course. More than once? Always, always got to watch them back. You learn yeah. so much when you watch yeah, them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you watch them back more than once or, or, yep, or just once? Yeah, do yeah. You? I, yeah. I always try to do my homework, actually. This is going to sound very boring, isn't it? No, no, um, no. I always, do, I, I always do my homework, always, even before uh, before and after. I'll always, I'll always watch the races. You know, I'll always watch previous years. I'll always watch poll laps. I'll go through data. I'll go through every bit of information I can find before you turn out to race me, Ken. Um, hmm. Just to make sure you're in the best place possible and, you, and your, your, your head's in the right place. You know what to expect. You know uh, how to find the time. You know where the good overtaking moves are and just bits and pieces like that, really. Do you listen to the post and pre-race analysis as well? Do you? Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how much information you can get off people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, so you watch the whole thing. That's yeah, that's all part right. of the prep. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I say, if you can if you can hear where somebody's been struggling, or you can hear where somebody's been particularly strong, you know how to counter that for the following year or, or anything else like that. So, yeah, you've got to be uh, got to be ready for it. Well, we mentioned uh, uh, Kay Warren, who very kindly brought us uh, bought very us. Uh, uh, I can't believe you. Galaxy Ripples. Yours. Yeah. That's amazing. I really like them. Um, yeah. She says, hi, Alan. Uh, yet another fantastic week- weekend of racing. It was our first weekend with full capacity crowd and paddock access. And oh, how much we've missed it. We did go to Brands with 5,000 spectators, but it was not the same atmosphere at all. I believe there's a saying that you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And being back in a, a full crowd was amazing. I don't remember a previous meeting with such an enthusiastic participation from the spectators. And it felt great. Uh, and and." I'm sure from your point of view, certainly from my point of view, <clears throat> that's absolutely right, Kay. I mean, I can hear the, the fans cheering in the grandstand and it, it's just wonderful. It is a... Is it, isn't it, Tom? It's, it, it makes such it's a re- difference. Yeah, it, it's revived. It, it really, really does yeah. make a difference because... Yeah, she's absolutely right in the sense that you don't know what you've got until it's gone. It's amazing mm. that at the end of the 2019 season, we just sort of closed the book on it and, and went, right, let's let's focus on 2020 not actually realising what was about to come, not realising what was going to happen in four, yeah. five, six months' time. Uh, the fact that it, the, the, the world would change. And, you know, no, none of us thought it would be, what's it been, 18 months before we've had fans back uh, in, in full capacity at, back at a touring car race. So it's amazing. And, and to, to get everyone back along, it just feels like we're there for a purpose. It feels like we're there doing something special again. Um, and you share in the moments you share in the good you share in the bad uh, and everything in between and i think that's the beauty of live sport 
is the ability to to get people engaged in what you're doing whether you're having a good day or a bad day people people are engaged in it and i think that's the lovely thing um is to see you know to see the smile on people's faces when you've done well and the and the and the genuine sort of commiseration of when you've not had a good day yeah yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. everything in between i think that's the lovely lovely thing about having Isn't fans it? and about having uh, the awesome experience that we're all able to share at, at we have Arrows. good fans we have we good fans yeah genuinely i think yep. i think the best in the world and 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 uh, everyone is so passionate i think that's the thing that's the thing that we all love and that doesn't matter if you're if you're meeting the guys and girls from the jeff army uh <laughs> or or guys that have just turned up to their first race meeting they've ever come along to yeah, everyone shares a passion for yep. it and everyone's incredibly passionate about it um and it rubs off on you you know we all we all get a buzz from it um so to be doing it again in front of fans it's the best thing possible okay continues being an ash sutton fan i was obviously happy with the race two result when ash and josh were having a battle it's spectacular like watching car ballet the respect they have for each other on track (laughs) is something to be applauded and a great example to the junior support series i have a question for the drivers who have been on the podium spraying champagne right this is for you uh do uh, and uh, note uh, spraying champagne do they have spare racing overalls for the next race or do they go out in the champagne soaked ones i like the way that you give a warning though to those near the podium that champagne is about to be sprayed but us fans seem happy to get wet now we're allowed back looking forward to tonight's show as always god bless from Kay warren so what's the answer tingers do you have spare uh, overalls yes we do however most of us if you're on the podium race one or race two you'd always kind of see us give a little nod to each other and yeah. normally we'll say spray it out because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you never you never soak each other between that but most of us yeah i would say most of us would have uh would have a spare set of overalls mm. uh, i normally do mine saturday sunday so i'll wear one pair of uh you know one one suit on saturday mm. uh, and one suit on sunday and then we've got you know no end of uh, of of uh of nomex underwear and everything else in between like that so yeah we tend we tend to uh, we tend to have a few on backup should we uh, <laughs> should we require it but yeah we tend not to spray each other until the third race and then we we go all we go all OTT and a bit silly after that. I remember, um, yeah, I always warn people about it because um, champagne, it, it does look fantastic. When, you know, drivers on the podium celebrating, soaking each other with champagne. Um, if you are in your regular day clothes um, and you get soaked in champagne, it isn't really very nice. Um, it isn't. No, it's horrible. No, it, it, it's not... It's not lovely stuff to be, uh, no. to be, to be covered in. Sticky, um, smelly... Uh, quite a few years ago, probably 10 years ago. Well, it's always happened at Thruxton um, because Thruxton very often sort of used to happen around my birthday weekend. Um, And the first time we were live on Grandstand and and Ivan Muller um, found out that it was my birthday. So he and Alain Menu had worked out between the two of them that one of them was going to come down. One was going to hold me from behind. Oh, no, because you're good at running away from it, aren't you? Yeah, well, it's for this very reason. Yeah, it's not your first rodeo. No, and and, and I think Menu held me uh, from behind and and Muller soaked me in champagne. And then Mr Gow, some years later, decided to take it one step further and he cable-tied me to the podium. No. Yes. He did this photograph. That is, that is, uh... I was absolutely drenched. Well, that's not very nice at all, is it? <laughs> it, was, it was really Goodness, horrible. Cable tie seems extreme to me, if I'm honest. He cable tied my hands to, you know, the, 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 um, uh, the metal 
handrails getting up onto the podium. So he had it worked out. Someone came from behind. They took me over to it, cable tied my hands. And then, yes, it wasn't fair. Happy birthday. Yeah, lovely. Thanks. I think he I bought dinner proper, that and I, night. And I bet it was proper champagne then as well. It was. It was very sticky and, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It, it wasn't very nice. I didn't, no more. I didn't enjoy it, Tingram. No. I didn't I, enjoy it's it. Not, it's not a pleasurable experience. Can I ask you a serious question relating to the racing from the weekend? Um, and and this is my own question. I haven't had the the the, the help of our of our listeners writing in the question. Um, how do you learn to cope with disappointment? We can't change it, can you? No, you can't. I mean, you're always very positive and and upbeat, and, and that's you know obviously your nature. But at the weekend, you had ultimate disappointment, didn't you? I wouldn't say ultimate. I mean, we didn't have, uh, you know... It's well, the puncture good. was was pretty I bad. I mean, it wasn't... No, it wasn't ideal. I mean, the you could look at it two ways. You could look at it as to say, uh, wasn't it bad luck that it happened? But you could also look at it as to say, wasn't it good luck that it happened when it did happen? Yes. Because it could yeah. have happened half a lap before, yeah. and then yeah. I wouldn't have finished. It could have happened a lap before, and I couldn't yeah. have finished. So yeah. actually, you look at it as to say, yeah, it's unlucky, but there's actually a positive that it was quite lucky that it happened when it did. But you can't change it. So, so, you're, so, you know, so, there's, so there's, there's no point getting up, there's no point getting upset. About, you know, I think we've said about this before. There's no point getting upset about stuff you can't change or can't do anything with. No, no, if you no. can change something, then I agree. it's worth getting upset and getting upset and trying to do something with it. But when it's happened and it's in the past, and you know, you can't, you can't. Uh, there's only there's only limited stuff you can you can potentially learn from to change. And it, it's in the past. It is what it is. Just so, move on. So really, your answer is you look for the positives in a disappointing situation. I'm always a positive guy. Yeah. Naturally, uh, there's there's to an extreme. There's the it, it, it. You can't be positive about everything. I get that. Um, I'm lucky that I've got very very nice and very good people around me as well to help me with that. Um, Chris Hansford uh, is is amazing with that as well. Chris, um, so from Hansford Sensors, that everyone will know about. Um, uh, Chris is great. Chris is very similar to me in the sense that we're both very very positive people. Um, and sometimes you just need a, a, a pair of eyes external to your own to, to sort of give you a bit of a point and a bit of a steer in the right direction. Because, yeah, of course, I was, I was disappointed by, uh, by what happened and the fact that we, you know, we lost big points, blah, 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 blah. Um, but actually, you know, with having Chris there as well, Chris was able to sort of say, look, you know, it is what it is, blah, 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 sort yourself out. And within, within five minutes, I had a cup of tea, I had a ginger biscuit, and I was, uh, I was all right again. Focus on race three. <laughs> and because so, as we know, ginger biscuits are the king <laughs> of dunking biscuits. Uh, uh, well, you'll get no... Have we discussed this before? I So, I don't think we have. No. I don't think ginger biscuits... Don't I don't have. Biscuits in general. I don't think they've come up in conversation yet. Because this is the... Uh, I mean, this is the conversation of all conversations. Mm. This will divide the nation more than Brexit. This will, this will, this will cause carnage across the land uh, if 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 we start talking about favourite biscuits. Uh, the well, if I were to go into my uh, biscuit cupboard now, yep, uh, cup, you have a whole cupboard dedicated I, 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 to biscuits. I have one area. Yeah, wow, dedicated to biscuits, oh, um, uh, and it used to have a selection. So it oh, yeah. used to have. Uh, potentially a uh, packet of Gary Baldies. Um, yeah, what? That's a packet that's of not a biscuit. A packet of fruit shortcake, um, and it would have uh, a packet of custard creams yeah, and a packet of that. ginger nuts. And yeah. now, 
just the ginger nuts. Yeah, that's okay. all. We're on the same hymn sheet. There. It's the that's, only book. That's good it's, the, it's the only. It's the only packet of biscuits you need. It's the king of biscuits. It is, yeah, agreed. It's the it's the king of biscuits. They're dunkable. They're transportable. They're they're almost better when they go stale. They're great when no, they're new. Disagree. There's 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 no end to their talent. So the ginger the ginger nut goes soft when stale, and that's not good. It needs to be crisp and only made soft when it goes in the cup of tea. Oh, see, I, I'm I'm happy either way. I quite like them when they're fresh and they've got a nice good nice good crunch to them. Mm. But if they go a bit, you know, some sometimes, and I have a packet on the go at the minute. Have you? Yeah. Sometimes I open a packet, just leave them hanging about, so they go soft. Oh no! I have a I have a packet inside of a biscuit box, so they're crisp. But I also have a uh, I also have a stale biscuit bosk. Uh-huh. Where they just sort of sit going stale. I was Only a, ginger I, ones. I was about to ask, how do you keep uh, how do you keep your biscuits um, uh, fresh and. Uh, ah. Well, uh, I have a I have a biscuit box. It's actually a very nice biscuit box. Okay. Uh, it is the biscuit box That's uh, old of, of, uh, of of my grandparents, of Nanny and Grampy. Mm. So uh, it was their biscuit box, and it's nothing. It's nothing fancy. Uh, it is a family circle box. It carries about, on down the generations from about two thousand and eight, <laughs> I think it is, and that is now our biscuit box, uh, of which it contains many and many a biscuit. So I would go. I would go ginger nut. I would yep. go custard cream. I would go a fruit. I don't know what they're called. Really. Shortcake. I th- yeah, I think they're called a fruit shortcake. Yeah. Um, Sugar on top, raisins. That's the yeah. badger. Shorty yeah, bread. That's yeah. Good, yep. good gear, that is. Yeah, yep. uh, agreed. Where else would I go? Occasionally, I do like a, just a, 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 an all butter shortbread. Yeah, nice. Yeah, can't yeah. go wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have them in ginger Scotland. Cream. Ginger creams are always good. Uh, uh, what about party biscuits. rings? Where do you sit on those? Mmm. Foxy's party I, I rings. I wouldn't call that a biscuit. No, I would. It's what would you call it then? Donut? I don't know what you'd call it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify that as Bun? a biscuit. <laughs> oh, now we're getting into a whole other world. No, no, no. We, Bun we're... roll, whatever they're called. I don't know. No, you see, I, I, I keep my biscuits fresh um, by making sure the second they're open, they're all eaten. <laughs> no, they I... don't have a chance to go stale. <laughs> the second I... I open the packet, I consume them all. I, 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 I twist the top of the packet round and then put a clothes peg on it. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of which, have I ever showed you uh, my cereal box hack of how to how to fold cereal boxes? Clothes box? Uh, clothes peg? No, behave. That's so, how I keep my cereals fresh as well. Yeah, you have a clothes peg for everything. I do, so, yeah. No, no the, I have the, food clothes pegs that aren't used on clothes. Ah, yeah. no, no, no. So yeah. the uh, the cereal box hack that uh, we have our cereal boxes. Yeah. So normally you have the little, uh, you kind of have the little the, the, the little foldy tab that sits in, in into each other. Yeah, on the yeah. Top, don't yeah. You? yeah. No, 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 no. You pinch the sides. So get the get the, open it up so all the flaps are up top. Okay. Pinch them so the side bits go inwards yeah like an envelope yeah yeah and then fold the back flap down the back and the front flap goes over the top so it ends up going like a like i don't i don't really know but the front flap folds into the back flap and it seals it, it was i'll send you a picture uh, no you a picture. no i get what you're doing and this is a revelation i, 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 I love what you're I'll, saying to I'll, me I'll, I'll i'll send you a tweet I'll uh, I'll go downstairs when we when we I'll, sh- I'll, I'll send you a, I'll send you a photo of what I've done with me with the box of cornflakes. Yeah, you see, I've got a packet. Is, uh, I've got I've got um, uh, uh, on the go. I've got a packet of crunchy nut cornflakes, and I, th- oh, I love crunchy yeah, nut. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. if you were to have normal cornflakes, yeah, what would be your topping? Would you do sugar? Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, 
do you do milk first, then sugar, or sugar first, then milk? Interesting question. So, um, <laughs> quite a lot of sugar, um, I have oh, to say. You, you've, you've, do you do tea or tablespoon worth of sugar? <laughs> Dessert spoon. You do a dessert. You do a ladle of sugar, don't you? I, I do. I like, I like yeah, to crunch yeah, the sugar. So. Yeah. Um, and then milk goes down the side, oh, so as not okay. to not to dislodge the sugar, okay. uh, or, I see this. or to soften the cornflakes early. Um, and then to finish off with, you pour <laughs> another dose on. No, no, oh. no. You no. You pour. Uh, a, a, a table, a, a dessert spoonful of milk, <laughs> just hot. to drink on its own before you tuck into the. Always, always. Oh, so ha- okay, that's so interesting. So I, ju- I just have a dessert spoonful of milk once I've finished milking the cereal. <laughs> oh, never said that ever again. That's, <laughs> made, me feel, that's made me feel really weird. You bit, saying bit I don't bilious? Know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I'm, I'm on headphones talking into a microphone. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You've kind of just gone straight into my brain that you said that. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. no sort of processing it. What, what was the phrase? Milk, milking the cereal. Milking it. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, yeah, okay. Goodness yeah. gracious me. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I would go, uh, I would go uh, dry cornflakes, yeah. sugar, yeah. sprinkle your sugar on top, yeah. and then I would do milk on top of it. So then you get sort of... Oh, you kind of get wet sugar oh dear, seeping, oh dear. Onto, seeping onto your cornflakes. It just and then pours the it all away. Just, oh, it, no, it doesn't. You have to be very gentle with it. It, it just pours all the... Uh, I was thinking we could be friends for a moment when we were talking about ginger nuts, wow. but now I, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to try the hack. I love I the idea we of the hack. I thought we were lovers, the amount well, we had. <laughs> Laura's, Laura's been getting concerned. Uh, yeah, well, well, rightly so. In Absolutely, right, rightly the romance so. we had going on. Now, now you've, you've <laughs> I've spoiled everything. You've shattered it. Uh, the other, the I other thought we thing. We're going to sail I... off into the sunset, hand in hand, <laughs> skipping merrily. The the other thing I now discovered. Look what you've done. I know I've spoiled everything. Well, I'll, I'll send. You, I'll I'll tweet you a photo of my uh, of my of my cereal box would hack you? anyway. Would I you? Would that, I'll that do. Was... I'll do it once I'm uh, once well, once I'm off air. Um, and 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 the other thing I was going to say about biscuits. Um, you could always put them in the um to keep them fresh. Uh, once you've clothes clothes pegged the packet, pop them in the fridge. Oh, you're weird with stuff in the fridge. Mm. Uh, was it you, was it was it was it, who, was it you that had bread in the fridge? Mm. Maybe you that had bread in the fridge. You Maybe do, you do put bread in the oh, fridge, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. But only toasting bread. It was. It was on. I'm sure it is on Tin Top Tuesday. We've we've had the, we've yeah, had yeah. the discussion about yeah, bread have. in the fridge yeah. before, wasn't it? But biscuits can go <clears throat> quite happily in the in the salad drawer because there's no need for the <laughs> nothing else goes in the salad drawer in this house. It's an empty um, empty um, vessel. What's your take on Jaffa cakes? Yeah, you see Jaffas. I'm 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 into Jaffas. However, I don't buy them very often. No. Because they would go too quickly, so mm. you know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, you just you'd go for the whole pipe of Jaffers, wouldn't you, in in one go? Um, it, it does take quite a lot of restraint not to consume the entirety of them. I've got That's an email. Uh, uh, Katie Abbott, um, hi, hi, Alan. Uh, what a weekend! Uh, the races were very entertaining, even if I had to watch from home. Uh, so gutty for Tingram after what happened at the end of race three. Such bad luck. Can you ask Tom? Oh, how cool is this? How, uh, can you ask Tom how he deals with bad luck and how he moves moves on? To, uh, I, I, I hadn't read that. I've only there just read go, it for the see. first time. 
Thank you, Katie. Control the controllables. Hopefully the luck will be better next time. Good luck, Tom. Thank you, Katie. And sorry I asked your question uh, before. Uh, Great minds think alike. There you go, you you see. Um, uh, Final question. Um, Oh, Steve Payne um, uh, has uh, replied. um, Steve Payne as in uh, in, video man. He lives in Plymouth now. South Yorkshire. I come from real Yorkshire. Ah, But I'll be at Croft and I still need need a Tingram hat. Hint, hint. There we go. There you go. You see, I'll, we'll, we'll be able to spot him because he'll be drinking gravy when he turns up. <laughs> Tingram, as ever, we. Oh, goodness me, we are out of time. Uh, oh, my God. 40 How minutes. Did that happen? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, where's the and video? You mentioned a little the bit of video was too long. Yeah, I know. I know. On and on we go. Um, <laughs> Tingram, as well, ever. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for talking about anything else but racing, uh, about biscuits and, and all sorts of stuff. Well, final uh, we question. Look, uh, we, look, we look forward to seeing Northern Steve at Croft. High hopes for Croft, Tingers. Well, we're going to see Northern Steve. Yeah, well, so that's going to be uh, yeah. that's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> hopes for Croft, just to try and get some, just to ch- ch- just to try and get some some good big points. Very simple. Yeah, nothing crazy. No, just some points, please. Yeah. And same for Silverstone, Donington, and Brands. And for the rest of yeah, the year. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Big, a big old chunk of points is what we need. You're there. Second, 180 but, points. You're still there. Yeah. Heavy. That's heavy. Again, mm, heavy. Mm, yeah. 66 kilos. That's going to be uh, yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. You are going to be heavy. Yeah. Well, lay so, off the ginger nuts. That's, what, that's all I can suggest. And then crack on with them in the, in the winter. That's the answer. Yeah, mm. when I'm doing my jury service, right? <laughs> let me. Uh, Good luck with let that. Take, let me go and take a photo of my, of my cereal box. If and I'll you tweet would, it over to you. yes, thank you so much, Tingus. You're, you're most welcome. <laughs> and, uh, and love to the family, and I'll see you <laughs> very you, soon. Man. Nice one, cheers, buddy. Cheers, love you, bye. <laughs> Tingus. Here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday, as ever, he is. <laughs>
A little nod here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday to the sad passing of Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones. In 2013, I thought I'd better go and see them before too long, and I did, and I'm very glad I did. Under cover of the night and the Rolling Stones here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday. A very good evening to you. Sorry, we did uh, go on a bit, didn't we? Uh, me and Tingram talking about all sorts of... Uh, all sorts of things, as ever we do here on Autoglimpton Top Tuesday. And thank you for your emails if you wrote in. Uh, Luke Stevens says, just wanted to say thank you for arranging the NHS auction last year and the chance to win a day with PMR. We had a great day and it was nice to speak to you at the Porsche podium. Here are a selection of our photos from the day. The highlights for us uh, were Jason Plato telling us about his exploits with Ivan Muller and seeing Tim Harvey on the Porsche podium. Thanks for a great show as ever. That's from Luke and... And Neil Stevens. Great to meet you both at the weekend, guys. And thank you very much. I'll have a look through the photos. They look pretty good from here. Of course, uh, if we pick out a, a particular uh, photo uh, from the photos that have been sent in uh, uh, this evening, um, then they could win an Autoglim Hamper of Joy with our Image of the Week competition. So um, who knows? Luke, you might be in with a chance. You don't know. We've got lots of emails that have come in throughout the evening. And our final driver interview of the evening is a driver who has just had, uh, well, a last-minute call-up. A bit like Jack Butel was saying uh, that happened at the start of 2020. He got uh, four days' notice before the season started. Um, Paul Rivette, how much um, notice did you get before you knew you were going to be back in a touring car? Uh, a week, so uh, I had a call from Wayne Heeson on the on the Friday, uh, a week before Knock Hill. So uh, yeah, it was a very last minute indeed, and uh, I've not been doing a great deal of racing this year, so I've had uh, quite a bit to you know get prepared, uh, uh, you know, and to get ready for it. So, but uh, I was actually in the pub at the time, and uh, <laughs> so obviously 
not the way I should be preparing for a uh, BTCC <laughs> race. And uh, I literally put my pint down in the pub and uh, and walked out. And everybody said, so you can't leave that. And I said, well, I can't tell you why I'm leaving that, but I've got to leave it. Did and, you really? Uh, I'll see you all in a few weeks, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> a, a huge fitness campaign over there. Because these are physical cars. You do need to be in a, in a, a certain amount are, of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, very physical cars, and not kill especially to get into. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, such a physical circuit there. It's, uh, it's non-stop. It's, you know, trucks and at least, you know, with the with the straights, and uh, you know, you've got a little bit of a let up, um, but not kill was really a, you know, roller coaster ride. Uh, you know, you got even the straights not particularly long there, so uh, it was probably one of the hardest tracks I think I could have just jumped straight into. I do remember Mike Bushell being a sort of a super sub uh, at Knock Hill uh, a couple of years ago, and I think he went, uh, he was quickest or, or very nearly quickest in one of the free practice sessions, but um, at the end of that session, could barely get out of the car. You know, because in, yeah. a, in a similar situation to you, he he hadn't been in a touring car for uh, quite a while, and it was, um, yeah, it's it, it it's quite a strain on the body, isn't it? Yeah, I got out of the car after FB2, which was our first dry session, and I had a stinking headache, and I almost felt a little bit bit sick, and that's really not like me. And, bit woozy, uh, yeah. And I thought, oh crikey, this is going to be hard to get through the weekend. And actually, after every session, I just got better and better and better. And I think it was just down to the heat conditioning, where I've you know not been doing so much racing this year. So uh, yeah, so you know it's fine. And then by the time we got to the end of the Thruxton weekend, you know we got got out of the car from race three, and it was like, all right, well come on, then where's race four? Let's go again. So, <laughs> oh, you're ready to go. Uh, it, it was a great opportunity. Um, I, I want. I wonder if, if if that's got something to. I mean, for the last few years you've been racing in in a race truck. I'm I'm, I'm going to guess there's a lot more air in the cab of a race truck. Or am I wrong to say that? Do they not get quite as warm? Yeah, they don't get quite as warm, um, and it's not quite as physical in there. It's still fairly physical. But you're not pulling the same sort of g forces. No, no. So uh, so it's not so bad, but. Uh, so, um, yeah, we didn't race the truck last year because of COVID. So we did the season in 2019. Yeah. Um, cu- currently building a new truck, uh, you know, with plans to go back to it. Um, that's if I can't find myself a BTCC drive for next year, because obviously that's where I'd absolutely love to be. Um, but uh, it'll be, you know, one or the other. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I've been doing a bit of fun cup racing as well with a friend of mine, Alex McLeod. So uh, that's that's pretty much the only racing I've been doing you know, last year and this year, apart from obviously the uh, the last two rounds of the BTC in Audi last year. And, and, and are you now wishing that? Well, of course you're wishing that you were coming with us up to Croft because um, the journey for now has come to a, its planned conclusion, hasn't it? It has, yes. So you know, it was uh, you know, it was all down to to Andy Neat with his, you know, unfortunately having COVID and uh, you know being quite ill. But it looks like he's, uh, you know, he's back to to good fitness now, and uh, you know, and the plan is for him back in the car at Croft. But uh, it, you know, and it's a, a massive thank you to everyone that's you know made this possible for me to get you know to get out there because it's a bit of a dream come true, really. You, know, <laughs> you could tell that from with, the motorbikes. Could tell that from the smile on your face every time you were getting into the car. It was huge. Yeah, yeah, it really was. You know, it's um, you know, it really is a dream come true. And uh, you know, it's, it's just given me the bug to want to do more and more and more of it. Yeah, okay. um, you know, I've been on the Taker package since '99, uh, on and off anyway. So you know, it's. Yeah, I, I know everybody around there. It, it feels like my second home, and um, 
yeah, it's just so nice to be back there, but on the main stage this time. And, uh, yeah, we just thoroughly enjoyed every single minute of it, even though we didn't quite have, you know, the results that we were we were hoping for. Um, it's still, you know, that didn't put a damp on it at all for me. It was uh, very much in at the deep end. And, you know, everyone else out there's been racing all year long, pre-season testing. I mean, they've all raced at Thruxton once already this year as well. So, uh, you know, I was definitely on the back foot. And every time I got in the car, I was just learning more, improving, getting faster and faster. And, um, you know, and it's just a great experience. I'd love the chance to, you know, have another go at it, ideally a full season and, um, you know, be on a bit more of a level playing field with the other guys then. Um, when you've taken a bit of time out from from uh, racing and and then you get the call up, you know, in at the deep end, it doesn't get a lot deeper really than um, a, a meeting at Knock Hill in the BTCC. So frantic racing, frantic schedule on 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 the Saturday, an important day because you need to get some some seat time and uh, start to learn a bit about the car and a bit about the team, all all that kind of stuff. Um, how much can be said for keeping uh, sort of race ready? Um, uh, I remember Colin Turkington saying to me some years ago that he'd bought a go-kart and uh, on weekends that he wasn't racing in the BTCC, he'd be out in his cart, you know, just in anything, anything that, that, that kept him in the seat of something with four wheels and a, and a steering wheel. Yeah, norm- normally, um, you know, with COVID being around, it's been a little bit harder. You know, yeah, normally of course, I'm quite yeah. active and I'm out, out and about. I, you know, I love going jet skiing. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I do other racing, do a bit of coaching and stuff as well. So I'm normally in and out of cars all the time. You know, normally out on the water, keeping fit there. Um, and, uh, you know, work's quite physical for me in general. So um, I'm normally pretty fit all the time, um, but uh, probably caught a little bit unaware, actually, this time of it. So I will certainly, now that I know that this can happen and this is a possibility again for the future, <laughs> yeah. I will certainly be keeping myself in better shape all the race, time. Race-ready sure. super sub. Well, well, uh, now yeah. we know that, 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 that you can just step in and and you can do it and come up with some uh, uh, very uh, respectable r- results uh, what what challenge had you set yourself just two meetings so six races did you did you come up to the to the standard that you set yourself well i wanted to score some points um was my was my goal and obviously got a 19 didn't, didn't you that, so you so, were slightly shy yeah yeah yeah, slightly shy of that. We did manage to score a point in the Audi last year at Brands Hatch. Yes, yeah. Uh, and we obviously qualified in the top ten there as well for Brands, which was uh, which was amazing. But that was wet conditions, and yeah. I think the wet was a bit more of a, a leveller. You know, when we went out in FP1 at Knock Hill, we were we were P12 in the first session, um, which was a, which was a great start to it all and looked really promising. But then just getting to grips with the car in the dry, the way the bump steer works on the car, you know, there's so much that's adjustable on there. So it's just you know, as a driver. You know, anybody that drives in drives a BTCC car will tell you how different they are to, you know, what a different beast they are to a lot of other cars out there. So it does take, you know, a bit of time as a driver to get your head around how everything works and what you're feeling underneath you. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just starting to feel more and more comfortable in the car the, the, the longer I was out there. But I mean, it's 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 not just that getting used to the car, getting used to a new car. It it it, it is also, and I've said this a number of times just on the show tonight to drivers. Um, it is a different way of racing as well, isn't it? To anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I love the close racing. Anyway, you know that's uh, my my years and years in, in the Clio Cup has given me a great 
great grounding for that close racing. Four-time champion, yeah. everybody, just ETC to let you know. Four-time champion, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, so the racing side of it, you know, I, I feel very comfortable, you know, uh, rubbing shoulders with absolutely anybody out there. But, uh, but you know, I've got a new respect for everybody on that grid there, you know. It's a tough, tough grid. You've only mm. got to talk to the drivers this year and they say how tough it is out there. So, you know, I, I've really got a newfound respect for everybody that's on that grid, you know, right from the front through to the back because, uh, you know, it's super tough. You know, when we were at Clio racing, there'd be sort of, you know, three or four of us would race for the championship. Whereas you look at this and there's, you know, there's probably 10 or 15 drivers that could be racing for the championship out there and 20 plus that can be race winners. So it's, you know, it's, it's super, super tough out there. It really is. So um, the plan is obviously to continue with truck racing because you're building a new truck, pres- presumably for next year. I was interested, you know, when you when you got into a race truck because I love the British Championship. I think I think it's um it, it it's got so much excitement and intrigue and um, a little bit of a soap opera in a similar kind of way to to the BTCC. But I was interested to know how quickly you'd get you'd come to come to terms with that having come from the Clio Cup. You, you you transposed into truck racing really quite quickly, didn't you? Yes, it was it was it was a really nice challenge for me because you know there's everything is very manual and old school in the truck. You know the way you need to change gear. You know, for instance, coming from um, from eighth gear down to say sixth gear for the hairpin at Pembury, it's it's uh, it's left foot on the brake, blip the throttle for the first gear change, and then you can put your right foot onto the brake so your left foot can come to the clutch, and then it's a heel and toe change with the clutch to get down the next gear. Then your left foot's back to the uh, brake pedal again. So as you go into the corner, you can then start to push the throttle while holding the brake to build some boost up and then just release it on the brake and use that last bit of throttle. So I'm exhausted just listening to it. (laughs) There's a lot going on there. Yeah, it was so fun, you know, learning all that side of things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we managed to get podiums in the first first weekend at Brands Hatch. We uh, finished third overall in the championship, had more pole positions than anybody else that year. So, yeah, we hit, we hit the ground running pretty well with it. Um, and the idea of building a new truck is just to be that bit more competitive, bit more reliable uh, and go and race for, for the championship. But, uh, you know, there, there's nothing I'd love more, though, to say that, oh, this new truck we, that we're building is going to have to sit on the back burner because I'm going to be at the BTCC car instead. So uh, I've just got to wait and see what happens there. Yeah, well, it's been lovely having you having you in. And I, I was um, I was pleased to be able to have a chat to you on Saturday morning, albeit that wasn't ideal for you something was up with the car so you weren't um, getting that valuable seat time you must have felt a bit robbed about that because that valuable seat time was so important for you wasn't it it really was we had it both at Hill and at Thruxton yeah. where we had some uh, just minor issues and missed out some valuable seat time so uh, I think I'd managed seven flying laps in testing in, in you know in FP1 and FP2 combined um, before going into qualifying then four flying laps in qualifying so going into race one at Thruxton on Sunday literally only had 11 flying laps of experience around Thruxton um, and Hill was a similar experience as well there so yeah it was really uh, you know really in at the deep end and a bit of that baptism of fire but uh you know there's nothing like being uh, being the underdog and being a bit on the back foot and then uh, and then coming through so uh yeah i thoroughly enjoyed every moment have, of it, have, really the, have, the, have the family enjoyed it as well paul 
Yes, they really have. Yeah, my wife Juliet flew up to uh, flew up to Knock Hill and came and, and watched that one. And then, uh, you know, Hannah, my daughter, was there as well at Thruxton with Juliet, and we obviously friends came along to uh, you know Thruxton to watch as well, which was which was really good. And of course, Wayne Eason was there supporting me. Um, you know, I wouldn't be wouldn't be there racing without him. Um, you know, and WD recruitment, and then of course Tacosis as well, my other other long term sponsors. So uh, you know, it's just really. You know, really thankful to everybody that's made it possible for me to be out there. You know, the, the racing with Vera and Photon Group, uh, and you know, motor-based performance. It's uh, and the team as well. You know, what a fantastic team they are there. Um, I was made to feel, you know, so welcoming the team. Such a friendly bunch. They are know, friendly bunch, aren't they? Ever, yeah. Yeah. Nothing was ever too much trouble. So professional with everything they do. Um, you know, and just got on really well with everybody and, you know, loved working with my engineer, Rob, as well. Um, we were really getting to know how each other tick and, you know, just getting better and better with things. And uh, so it was just, yeah, it just really was, you know, such a fantastic experience. As you can tell, I'm just champing at the bit to get back oh, out there and do yeah. some more. I get, I get that. Um, and uh, and I I suppose um, a, a certain amount of it, um, uh, thanks, has to go to Andy Neat for trusting you with his car. Yes, I've got to thank Andy massively, you know, and uh, it's it's never nice to hear that somebody is really unwell and, no, course, and, yeah. and not well. But so, you know, I really feel for everything Andy's been through and his family with, uh, you know, with being so ill. But, uh, but it's good to see that he is, uh, you know, he's on the recovery now and, uh, you know, and I wish him all the best in the car for the rest of the season. Wish you all the best as well, Paul. Thank you ever so much for joining us on uh, Autoglim Tintop Tuesday. You've been on before, haven't you? Um yeah. I can't remember if we had you on as a touring car driver or as a, a champion in Clio Cup, but um, we've had you on more than once, so it's great to have you back on uh, again. Um, well, who knows? We might see you again in a touring car before the end of the year because you've rather proven that you're you're a, a very reliable, safe pair of hands to look after a touring car if somebody else can't do it. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, yeah. So any you know anybody out there that can't make a weekend yet, just give me a call. I'll be straight there as uh, quick I, as I possibly can. But. And I, I've got Paul's number. So if you've got my number and not Paul's, I'll put you two in touch. My people will talk to his people, and it'll be fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> very good, Paul. Thank you ever so much for waiting for us tonight, and uh, and and great to see you on the BTCC grid this year. Thank you very much. Great to talk to you. Top man, Paul Rivette, everybody, a four-time Clio Cup champion and also, of course, driver uh, with uh, Motorbase Racing um, uh, Ford Focus ST for the last two rounds at Knock Hill and at Thruxton at the weekend as well. Uh, on Twitter, Trevor Williams um, uh, says, as reasons to bin dinner with the BTCC clerks, seeing Nile Rogers is a very good one thing. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. Uh, yes, I've been invited out to uh, to have a, a, a posh meal at one of my favourite little pubs uh, in the area, um, uh, the Hawk, on Friday night. And at the last minute, I couldn't go um, because I had to go. It's very important. It was work. It was it was work, Trevor. It was work going to Carfest and watching Nile Rogers. Promise.
So what did we learn tonight on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday? Well, uh, we did learn that we're going to have a, a, a little feature about people uh, that work at the BTCC and their other jobs as well. The first one on my on my hit list, A.D. Moss, who fitted a, a Scorpion tracker and a Gemini alarm at the weekend for me. And, and I started to learn about fitting car stereos and all that kind of thing. Something that I've been doing myself since I was a young lad. And clearly I've not been doing it quite right. I learned that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, 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 um, w- when I came back to my vehicle uh, after he'd fitted the alarm and the tracker, he said, what's all this about? So, uh, yeah, well, I did, uh, yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, I started making excuses. Um, and, and Rob Hill, I think, um, uh, the Confessions of a Motorsport... No, he didn't call it that, did Life and Time... No, I think we'll call it com- Confessions of a Motorsport Cameraman. We'll do that as well. Um, and, of course, we spoke to Rory Butcher, Jack Butel, uh, Tingram, of course. We learned about how to keep your cereal fresh. Um, <laughs> and if you have a look on... Uh, at Tin Top Tuesday on uh, uh, we have retweeted uh, Tingram's photograph um, demonstrating exactly how he keeps his uh, his cornflakes fresh I think I'll try it, it looks very neat it looks like it takes up less space in the cupboard as well and Paul Rivette of course uh, now we were also going to speak to Ash Sutton tonight um, we set it up um, and then uh, during the show he has uh, text me to say um, his previous text didn't send. So uh, so we'll do it another time. So we'll do it. Hopefully after Croft, we'll have a chat to the reigning champion, the championship leader, Ashley uh, Sutton. Give him his full name, his proper name, Ashley. Uh, we'll chat to Ash after Croft, or, or I think there may be other opportunities as the as the year goes on, the way uh, things are going for Ash at the moment. Silverstone, Donington, uh, Brands Hatch after, uh, after Croft, so we are well and truly into the second half of the season. Um, had a brilliant weekend at, at Thruxton at the weekend. I absolutely loved that place. First place I ever commentated. Thank you so much um, for all your emails that 
have come in as the evening has gone on. If you're listening to this as a podcast, um, then you can still send emails in. You can still send in your images of the week as well. And if one stands out as being particularly amazing, you never know, you might win an Autoglim hamper of, 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 of great products to make your car absolutely gleam and look fantastic um, if you are picked out as the image of the week here on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday so keep your emails coming in studio at tintoptuesday.com thank you very much to all of our guests to Rory, to Jack, to Ting and to Paul as well and Ash We'll get you next time. Don't you worry about that. And uh, thank you all for your kind comments, both on the weekend and uh, today here on uh, Twitter and on email as well. Now, uh, Reg and Bex, uh, two of our officials that work uh, at all the rounds of BTCC, they often talk to me about music and uh, and songs that they've discovered. And uh, Reg reminded me, at the weekend of a fantastic there is a video on youtube and this is um uh, uh, the live audio um of uh, a, a tribute to uh, led zeppelin and i said uh, well that'll be a, uh, make a nice song to to close the show with won't it and it is um Anne and nancy wilson from heart in 2012 uh, and this was a live performance uh, at the Kennedy Centre Honours. Um, if you've not seen the video, uh, watch it. And I dare you not to have a lump in your throat. Um, uh, their version of Stairway to Heaven, which is absolutely wonderful. You need to see the video. It's on YouTube. Just have a little search for it. Heart and Stairway to Heaven and you'll find it. Um, thank you for your company tonight, everybody. We'll do it all again in three weeks time after Croft. And in the meantime, to all of you, na night. And she's buying a stairway to hell. When she gets there, she knows if the stores are all closed with a word, she can get what she came for. She's buying a stairway to hell There's a sign on the wall But she wants to be sure Cause you know sometimes words have to meet In the tree by the brook There's a songbird who sings Sometimes all of our thoughts are misgiven Makes me wonder There's a feeling I get When I look to the west And my
Stay away to heaven.